When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, awesomes. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets. I'm joined this Wednesday, this midweek awesome update by my husband, Kyle. You get a title. I'm just the husband. You're the co-husband. He, he Wait, that's of whom not right. we do not speak. I'm your co-husband. Okay. Co-husband is this not exactly. I was not aware of. It's not exactly that. It didn't come out right. Which one of the kids are the other co-husbands? <laughs> All of them? None of them? Some of them? Um, instead of sister wives, do we have brother husbands? Is that a thing? It. I'm sure it is a thing. I've not met them. Okay. In our instance. And so I would not call them brother. That's not a term I throw around loosely. Well, I mean, you don't throw it around loosely. However, I do feel like it's more common amongst men to call each other brother. Hey, brother. Sometimes they say it derisively, like Like, with antagonism. You're lying to yourself, brother. (laughs) Like that. That's a whole story. Yeah. One time... uh, was a somebody representing a church, yeah. right? Our our street. Here's the thing. Okay. If if anybody out there is thinking, hey, my house is perfectly okay, but I'd I'd like to I'd like to get into a better neighborhood, uh, uh, whatever feels safer, looks nicer, all of that. That comes with negatives. One of which is when it looks and feels safe, that means every door to door butthole in America wants your street. Well, that's true. And so we get a lot of that. Yeah. And it varies. It could be Jehovah's Witnesses, any number of churches represented, salespeople, people wanting to paint your curb, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we get what? On average, one a week? I think that's right. And that's probably generous to the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some some kid, he couldn't have been 18 years old. Yeah. He was proselytizing for some church. Yeah. He'd been all schooled up in the the church salesman techniques. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. No personal space. That irritated me a little bit as well. I'm I'm no stranger to the techniques. I don't use them, but I've been trained in them. Uh-huh. I know them well. Right. He was he was trying to push his agenda to get me to his version of heaven, I suppose. Right. And I knew how to answer his questions. He asked one thinking he'd question trapped me. And, and I'd answered, uh, I can't even remember what it was, something, you know, do you know, do you know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Some, you know, <laughs> don't run from Jesus, sir. One of those things. And uh, I'd responded in a way that I wasn't trapped. And he was flustered. Yeah. He, he bowed up like he wanted to fight. And was like, <laughs> you're lying to yourself, brother. And the rage that I felt come up the back of my spine, the back of my neck into my skull I didn't know if I was going to Incredible Hulk or what was going to happen. It was somewhat of a miracle of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that I didn't accost that young man. Y'all are about to have a throwdown for Jesus right on the front porch. Just about. Just about. <laughs> We're off track already. Welcome okay. to the Wednesday discussion when we feel All like- of this, wait, all of this was to say. Why can't I be a co-host when I'm on here? You can be. I like to make it clear that it is my husband, Kyle, who's joining us. But okay, here, joined by my co-host, Kyle. Why don't you say, this is my not-so-secret love interest, Kyle. (laughs) Okay. All right. This is a guy that has the, what, the same waist measurement as he did in high school, but his inseam is eight inches shorter? (laughs) 
How's that work? Anybody that's ever heard that knows what I'm talking about. There's a lot of creative ways that you could make me feel like I'm part of the team rather than just like, well, couldn't find anybody else to be on the show. So here's this guy. I already promoted you to lead researcher. I am not sure how much more you are expecting. That's like assistant to the regional manager. (laughs) You're Mike White Shrewd. Pretty much. (laughs) Just let me be Toby for crying out loud. Posit that Dwight Fruit is an INTJ like yourself. Okay? If either he or I would believe in such boxes <laughs> to be placed into. Um, let's have some let's have some news. There's been a lot of really interesting things unfold in the last week that I'm guessing most people have missed. Before we get to the news, you may recall on the Wednesday show, we like to I, talk about celebrations. I rarely recall this, as you know, from off-camera conversations. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I actually said that you didn't hear was, let's talk about what things <laughs> we can celebrate. Every day, there's something to celebrate. Every day, something awesome, starting with today, June the 9th. It's National Strawberry rhubarb pie day yes it is not just the plain old boring strawberry pie no you put that Mm. rhubarb in there and you've got yourself a deal now depending where you've grown up you may be quite familiar with the plant that is rhubarb or it may be totally alien to you yeah yeah you could be thinking what yeah rhubarb is actually really super easy to grow in fact it's one of those plants that can be really difficult to get rid of yeah We have some experience with that, not with rhubarb, but with bamboo. Don't ever, ever let it creep onto your property. You'll be fighting it the rest of your life. If you see a sprout of it, put your home on the market. (laughs) Sell it, burn it, get out of there. Um, But the thing about rhubarb is it's a plant you cannot, you should not eat the leaves. They have toxic levels of oxalic acid. In yeah. the leaves. Yeah. So what you want to do, you want to stick to the stalks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it, it to me, it reminds me of celery in terms yeah. of looks, not taste, because sure. it's nothing like celery in taste. If you want a celery strawberry pie, well, mm. I'm sure there's a holiday for you, but it's not today. It's not today. So basically the darker the stalk, the, the stalks can be green or crimson. Mm-hmm. The darker they are, the sweeter they are. They actually, I did not know this, but rhubarb stalks themselves can be sweet enough to have just a rhubarb pie without the strawberries. What's your take on people that get all highfalutin in their language and instead of saying red, they say crimson? I feel like when I hear crimson, I think of University of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're probably OU fans. And they're not even red. They're they're like a dirty m- <laughs> underwear stained maroon. As you can tell, I'm not an OU fan. <laughs> oh, you're not. Um, yeah, that's, I, I personally do enjoy when you can sub out a regular word for a a $10 word. I do often, but to me, crimson's a really pretentious word. You wrote this copy. (laughs) I, I use words though from the sources that I find. I used this, this source. And I did it on purpose to piss myself off. Okay. Well, so it worked. It did. It worked. Past I you. Hate, I hate me, old Kyle. Today, Kyle says you're a jerk. Yeah, past Kyle is giggling to himself yeah. right now because it totally worked. Pretty much. Um, okay. Jerk. So you could definitely do just a rhubarb pie. But today is Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day. Now, the word rhubarb actually means root of the barbarians. Dang right. So if you have any time in your schedule, a little extra free time to maybe kick some butt. Make sure you're going to fuel up first with some barbarian pie. Right on. All right. What else do we have coming up this week to celebrate? Tomorrow, Thursday, the 10th, as it were, it is National Herbs and Spices, or Herbs and Spices, as some people say. Yeah. I like to say it that way because I don't know anyone else that does. And you're a contrarian. And right now, I'm I'm current Kyle. It- current Kyle will always agitate future Kyle. <laughs> and so I can't not say herbs. Now, whether you cook with herbs and spices, or if you just like to put those herbs in your mixed drinks, which is delicious, Uh um, and you can certainly do both. Uh, Why not? No one's stopping you. Whatever the case may be, what I'll offer, and by the way, disclaimer, legal disclaimer, I'm going to talk real fast because it's a legal disclaimer. You should never steal anything or do a lot of blah, 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 right? Just remember that there's no better 
herb or spice than the one you've stolen from a neighbor's garden. (laughs) So plan ahead. Today it's Wednesday. Sneak out late tonight, early tomorrow morning. Get in the neighbor's garden. Get their herbs and spices. Have them ready so that you can use them thirsty. And then take it one step further and serve them something that you made with the herbs and spices you stole right out of their own yard. But make their version weird. Give them like a pepper daiquiri or something. I would drink a pepper daiquiri, (laughs) okay? I know, I know. (laughs) All right. On Friday, June the 11th, it's, uh, it's two things that are great in the summer. And great together. Why not? National Corn on the Cob Day and... National German Chocolate Cake Day. Have you ever dipped your corn on the cob in German chocolate? I have not. I haven't either. Um, Corn on the cob. How do you feel about the old corn on the cob? I'm a fan. Comma, but. Here's the thing. No, not but. (laughs) Okay. It's it's like what you're imagining is corn on the cob. There's a lot of ways to have – there's a lot of ways to prepare corn on the cob. And so you could boil it. Just boil it, right? That's the basic way. That's the most basic way. Sure. Um, A lot of places, especially in the South, will boil it, but they will boil it in sugar water. Yeah. Some people grill it. Sure. We've done that. Yep. Skillet cook it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's the whole Mexican street corn thing, right? With all the seasonings and the crumbly cheese and all the things. Yep. So do I love corn on the cob? I do. But if I'm if I'm in the mood for Mexican street corn and you offer me southern sugar water boiled corn, right. I'm not in the mood for it. Elote. That's the yeah, Mexican yeah, the street, street corn. Yeah, elote. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so good. We haven't had that in a hot minute. Not in the mood for it. But you know, Trader Joe's don't want it. Yes, they have the oh yes. The they elote do. corn chips. Oh yeah. my gosh. Now it's so a, good. It's a bastardization, like so many things are when yeah. they when you cross cross food cultural boundaries and you go from a thing, a, a real food to a pretend food, like a chip. Yeah. It's not but the same. But they're corn chips. They're good, but they're not the same. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, what else do we have coming up this week? Saturday, the 12th, National Red Rose Day. I now, love the Red Rose. There's some argument in the, in the archives okay. of, from which I do my research the, the yeah. historical archives that are the internet yeah okay and the specifically the sites i go to which i'll not tell because i don't want anybody looking ahead okay. um one says national red rose day another just says national rose day what's your favorite color of rose i am texan houston born so you know i'm gonna go with the yellow rose the yellow rose of texas that's right but i love a red rose too i love roses here's here's my own quandary my own conundrum okay Two words that begin with the same sound but different letters. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, I've said no to the red rose because it's too common. Okay. Ever, anybody can do a red rose. Yes. And I like the yellow rose. Mm-hmm. But then my dad, who's now no longer with us, who right. I deeply, deeply love, he loved a red rose. Yes. He just did. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I got to do. For his funeral, that was pretty cool to me, is I got to buy the whatever the fancy name is for the flower piece that goes on the on the the sarcophagus. Nope. Casket. Yep. Okay. Coffin. <laughs> Coffin is what we generally call whatever it, it yes. is. I call it a sarcophagus. <laughs> if there's more than one, it's a sarcophagi. Um, just for those who wanted to know. I thought you were going to take this to such a deep place. With talking about your well, it is, it is. But my dad was a real jokester, so he he would appreciate this. Yes, Um, I got to buy a a gigantic. We we just so happened to have we were we were in a commission based business at the time, and we'd happened to have a fantastic month leading in. So I had the money to splurge, and I got the biggest red rose arrangement thing for it, and that made me feel good. Yeah, to do that as an honorable thing to him, but then. But then, Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was somebody from the awesome community because a few of the awesomes had reached out when they, was it not? No, this was before we had the awesomes, but it was a group of women who are awesome, a group of friends of mine who sent the plant. Is that what, what was the, the correlation? How, how did they know us? Um, we have this, this like a mastermind 
group. That's right. It's been together That's right. since like it was, 2011. It was artists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. They yeah. are awesome. And I would guess some or most of them are probably part of the awesome community. Yes. And that's why I equate Yeah, 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 Okay, yeah. I talked myself out of that hole. Anyway, they sent a rose bush yes. as a gift, and it's a yellow rose. It is. And I'm not offended by that at all. In fact, now I'm just torn. I'm both a yellow and a red rose guy. Red and yellow, the colors of Chi Omega, which I am or is an it, uh, crimson and straw. It's cardinal and straw, if you don't oh, mind it's the my other pretentious you. word for red. <laughs> the old cardinal and straw. Yeah, so anyway, National Red Rose Day. Yep. Or National Rose Day. Have a rose. Get yourself a rose. Inspire whoever it is that claims they care about you to get a rose or else. And, and. Something else you love. National Peanut butter cookie day. Is there anything you love on this planet more than a peanut butter cookie besides sure. human beings? Sure. There's plenty, but I love a peanut butter cookie. If it's like, hey, we're going to have cookies, what do you want? The only difficult question I have is whether it's a peanut butter cookie with little chunks of peanuts in it, or if it's a white chocolate macadamia nut. And if I'm allowed, I'll take both. <laughs> It's a great day to celebrate the peanut butter cookie. Yes, it's a good day. Now, there's a third for today as well. It also just so happens to be National Russia Day. So, hey, go out, hack somebody's computer, or otherwise commit some kind of cybercrime. I'm sorry to all the Russian awesomes. I'm not. They know. They know full well. If they're not contributing, they're, they're turning a blind eye. They know what's going on. They're not <laughs> sorry either. <laughs> they're sorry, not sorry. Right. Hey, Sunday, June 13th, it's two things. It's International Axe Throwing Day and National Sewing Machine Day. Both worthy of celebrating, but you yes. and I will be doing our own style of celebrating We're on the 13th. We're going to throw sewing machines. At each other. At each other and saying, happy anniversary, you filthy animal. How many years? Oof. Um, 23. 23 years of wedded bliss. That I said it relatively confidently. Yeah. That's only how it sounded. It was a guess. It, you're right. It's 23. Yeah. Once we passed 20, everything got fuzzy. It's all blurry. I knew it would get clear again at 25. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're in that smushy in between yeah. place. Like we've been yeah. we've been married over two decades. Okay? Well, I mean, think about it this way: when you turn when you turn 18, yeah, you as a human, that's kind of a big deal, yep. right? Mm -hmm. 19. Like, who cares? 20, who cares? 21? Whee, big, big 21. Deal. And then nothing. Until nothing, nothing. Well, 25, it's like I'm middle of a decade, and okay. that's meaningful. And then either 27 or 28 hits some people because they're like, at one of those, whether it's 27 or 28, one of those two, you as an individual say, well, for me, that passes the barometer of mid-20s. Okay. And to me, that was uh, uh, 30, 37 was far more impactful than 40. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating to me. For whatever reason, my my youth was tied to mid-30s, and for me, 37 was past mid. I feel like after 40, it gets very smushy again. It's like, I'm in my 40s. I don't... Sometimes yeah. I literally can't remember how old I am. I have to stop and really think about it. And Kyle, it, I'm not kidding about is this. Is it smushiness or dementia? It's early onset for sure. But I have literally gotten out my calculator and had to be like nice. 2021 minus 1979. Okay. Yes. Uh, I can't remember how old I am. Fair enough. All right. What's coming up on the 14th next the 14th. Monday? 14th. It's international bath day. All right. Take a bath. Take a bath by yourself with someone. However it is you take baths. Um, it was and the reason that it's celebrated on the 14th. Those, those science minds out there right now, they already know this. They may even be scientifically screaming at their phones okay, or whatever device they listen to this. Maybe people listen on their laptop or their, their iPad or some other device, but when they need to scream, they still feel like the phone is the best thing to scream at. So they go find their phone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'd do. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, it was on June 14th while taking a bath that Greek mathematician and scientist Archimedes discovered that the volume of an object can be accurately measured while submerged in water. Now, what object did he have submerged that he was measuring the volume of? I don't know. Do you know? Well, it could have been his peenie. I don't know. 
I wasn't there. And if I had been, I wouldn't have been looking. Okay. So I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. Now, Archimedes did a lot. He honestly, probably smarter than most of the people that think they're smart today. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. What else is going on that day? It's uh, National Strawberry Shortcake Day. Okay. How do you like your shortcake? We've we've talked yes, about this before. We've talked about this before. I am partial to a pound cake. Me too. Now, there's lots of different ways you can do a shortcake. Some people do it over biscuits, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, certainly angel food, angel cake. food cake is a traditional choice, but I yeah. enjoy the pound cake. Yeah. Hey, you delicious could, and delightful. You could put whipped cream and strawberries on my fist and I'd still eat them. <laughs> yes. And Nico would join you in he that. He would. In fact, he would insist. Yes. Get this pound cake out of here. Yeah. Um, I've saved, I've buried the lead. I've saved okay. the biggest one for last, mm-hmm. Monday the 14th. National Bourbon Day. Mm. I love bourbon. Cheers. You love bourbon. You're drinking bourbon I'm right now. Drinking a little sip of bourbon right now. Um, what's the brand? This is a bullet bourbon. Bullet. Yes. Not how you would think to spell bullet. No, I spelled it a little uh, non-traditionally. Still make a great it's bourbon. It's a great bourbon. Yeah. It's, a, it's a value buy. Uh-huh. It's not cheap, but it's not full on into the expensive range. It's highly sippable. It's a very good bourbon. Yes. Highly recommended. Um, now... If you play your cards right, and it won't be difficult, you could probably talk me into making a strawberry bourbon sauce okay. that we could have either on pound cake or on our fists, however <laughs> however you want to do that. Um, strawberry is getting a lot of play right now. I mean, it is summer. When else are you going to talk it's, about strawberries, right? It's ripening time, right? Yes. Uh, finally, this brings us up to next Tuesday, June 15th. It's National Photography Day. Nope. Nature Photography Day. Yep, it's different. Nature Photography. Nature Photography Day, nationally and internationally, maybe. Who Who knows? knows? Uh, If you have kids, give them some kind of picture-taking device. Could be a camera, could be an old iPhone. Yeah, could be a cardboard box. That looks like a camera. That you said it's a camera. Make them go outside. Make them take pictures in nature. It doesn't matter if the device actually works. You made it to June 15th. You deserve a break. Exactly. For just a few minutes. Thank you. All right. Now, as you alluded to at the top of the episode, we do have some fascinating news to cover. Lots of good news. Lots of good news. Interesting news. News you're not going to see in your run-of-the-mill headlines. Here's one for you. A company named Clockwork is changing the face of beauty, or actually more accurately, the hands of beauty. Do tell. Well, last week they opened up a lab in San Francisco that does seem like there's a lot of... There's a lot of hands there. Well... And labs. Definitely labs. I feel like they... If you're going to go somewhere and do a little experimental thing, is this going to work? For every person, there's 1.7 hands. (laughs) Well, here in this uh, lab... They open in San Francisco. They offer contactless manicures. They're only $7.99. That's a steal for a manicure. It's $8. Let's just, yeah. Well, if you have. You want the, if you, if it was $7.99 and you pulled out the commonly known currency of the $8 bill, do you want the penny back? Uh, No, definitely not. Um, If you have an inner nerd within you that likes to hear about facts, figures, statistics, Clockwork has recognized that most people spend 60 minutes a week on their nails. I'm not one of those people, but there certainly are people that do, okay? That turns into a whopping 3,120 minutes per year. So Clockwork has reduced the weekly total 60 minutes. They cut it down to just 10 minutes for this $8 manicure. So they claim. How does this happen? How? Well, here's how. They have created a robotic machine that does the manicure for you. Yeah. Now, the machine is not going to cut or shape your nails. Right. And also, you can't just come in all ragtag and unkempt. Mine are definitely ragtag and unkempt. You've got to still do your prep ahead of time. If you need to remove old polish, if you need to bite off a hangnail, whatever it is, got to do that. It's not going to bite your hangnails. Oh, (laughs) Okay. Most manicurists are not going to do that either. Well, you've uh, plainly been to different manicurists than I have. So this is definitely Talk more... Talk about pedicurists. Now that's a whole new experience. Yes. 
This is when you just need a little bit of a quick fix. So what happens is the machine, the clockwork machine, takes photos of your nails to determine their exact shape. Mm -hmm. Precise. Precise, accurate shape. Then one at a time, it paints your nails for you. Bing, bang, boom, your nails are done. They do have plans to expand and install these machines in lots of locations. This is a good business plan. This is a smart thing. Yeah. You, you throw these outside the the quick stop gas station. Yep. Um, the the subway terminals, the you just stick them everywhere. And people, hey, you know, I got I got five minutes. I'll do this. But you have to have naked nails. You have to like have some forethought into it. Ish, ish. It depends. I'm sure that's more true in the future than now. I believe what I read was that the current installed places that they're there was also an included means for an additional cost and additional time to have your nails cleaned first. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what that entailed. I feel like it was like a hole in the bathroom wall and you poke your fingers through it. And no, that's a horrible, don't ever do that. Never do that. Never do that. I appreciate the thoughtfulness and the ingenuity behind this, as you may not know, because I don't talk to you about this as much as I talk to the awesomes about it. I have this problem where when my nails are, my fingernails are painted, I feel like my nails are suffocating. Like they can't breathe. I, I know this problem. And I've heard you so, whimper and cry at night. Because <laughs> I've painted my nails. Yes. And then I'm writhing in agony. Yes. Nails. More than it. once while you were asleep, I got out the fingernail polish remover and <laughs> that brought you so much. sweet savior. Speaking of at night, remember when AJ, our second born, one night after she'd gone to bed, this was when she was like two or three, yes, right? Yes, yes. Maybe three, three on the upper I think she was three. She had gone to bed in her own bed at night, and by the light of the nightlight in her room, mm -hmm. got up and painted her nails yes. before bed. And three quarters <laughs> of each finger and some of the bed frame. And some of the bed frame, for yeah. sure, yes. Yeah. Woo! Okay, what else is going on in the news? Have you ever run into the problem of it being bright enough outside that you'd like to wear some sunglasses, but... It's not bright enough for how strong your sunglasses are. This is my constant, constant conflict. Like we have so many cloudy overcast days, mm -hmm. especially in the sun, in the late spring, early summer. Yeah. When it does feel bright outside, but also then you put your sunglasses on and they're like, I can't it's see to drive. Dark. Yeah. What about the times when there's clouds rolling through or even just a, a midday change and you are wearing your sunglasses yeah. and everything was fine and then you... I can't see anything. I think I was going to use profanity and I didn't. You you did a good job of self-censoring as you were talking. I feel like this is the actual definition of a first world problem, but I do experience this. Uh, yeah. Well, you and evidently a lot of other people, because there is a company called Ampere. They are introducing sunglasses, which they call dusk shades that are adjustable. The tint is adjustable. You can use either a mobile app or which seems a little bit feels excessive. It's like, come on, guy. Yeah. You it hurts your shoulders to lift your arms mm -hmm. above your belly button. Mm -hmm. Come on. Um you, but you can you can use a mobile app or you can use the discreet button or buttons. I think it's one button that's on the temple of the glasses. And you can adjust them to fit the conditions around you. And this is anywhere from 3% to 35% tint. Okay. Um, confusingly, three was what they recommended for higher sunlight and 35 for lower. I don't know how don't, that works. Don't understand. Not too concerned, though. Okay. Um, the glasses are made with electrochromic lenses, which darken in response to an electrical signal. Okay. And the glasses should carry roughly a seven day charge. It'd suck if you were out and about. And yeah. You went from fine to nothing. Ah! Right. And then you wrecked, you, you drove your Jeep into a telephone pole. You'd be fine because it's a Jeep, but your Jeep would be wrecked. <laughs> this feels like, do you remember transitions glasses? Yes. It, are they just like trying to take transitions to a whole nother level? I think they're, they're doing it because my recollection of transitions glasses is that you'd come inside and like four hours later, 
they'd catch they'd up yeah. and then you'd go blind because you could see <laughs> and then you'd be outside again and you couldn't see and then you'd get home and they'd be dark and you couldn't read your book. And that's what I'm saying. They took yeah. the idea of transitions and yeah. they've made it for the modern era. That's what it feels like. Okay. Um, so seven day charge unless you get one of the more advanced models, which include built-in speakers for either playing music and or taking phone calls. Oh my. Both of those tasks, of course, place additional demands on the battery. We are living in the future, my friend. Pretty much. I'm planning on having a pair of these surgically attached to my head. You love sunglasses. I love surgical attachments. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Do you have the problem of your perfume fading too quickly when it gets hot outside? I do. I've noticed that about you. Especially my nether perfume. <laughs> okay. Well, this is an actual, again, probably in parentheses, first world problem, but I understand this. It gets hot Wait. outside. Wait just a hot minute. This is an old world problem. Oh, that's true. We've all seen the pictures, old world of people with their hankies and or movie representations of them waving a hanky in the perfume in the church congregation. Yeah. yeah, it was packed with stink herbs and spices <laughs> to celebrate the holiday because people stank. And yeah. so you instead of bathing or hoping someone else would, you had this perfumed hanky. You waved it not because it was going to cool you down, but because it would battle the stench. So it's an old problem. It's an old problem, but with a modern solution from a perfume expert named Elizabeth Richards. She is from the perfume shop. So listen, if anyone should know how to yeah. troubleshoot your perfume problems. You wouldn't trust her if it was the perfume shop -a. <laughs> Nope, this is the straight up Anything perfume named shop. shop -a is somebody that's looking for a conflict. <laughs> She's got some hot tips <laughs> for the hot weather for solving your problems. Number one, store your perfume in the fridge. Yeah. It makes it for a more uh, enjoyable application in the summer, too. I'm sure it does. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this has something to do with preservation of the essential oils? Possibly. I don't know. Number two, she says you should always moisturize before applying your perfume. Apparently moisturized skin hangs on to clean. The scent clings to the skin more easily. Well, your skin absorbs yeah. oils until it's saturated. Okay. That makes so I sense. think it would allow the oils to sit on your skin rather than getting drank up. That That's makes the sense. sound of drinking. Okay. Gross. <laughs> uh, number three, Consider either including or focusing more on applying your perfume to your hair instead of to your skin. You and I were talking about this off mic before we started recording. Yes. I know this to be true back from my college days when I was a smoker. The occasional, I, I called it the social smoker because mm -hmm. I only smoked in social situations. But I hated, as many people do, the smell of cigarette smoke clinging to you. Yes. But if anything, if anything was going, if it was going to cling to anywhere, it would be in your hair. Yeah. So I learned the fine art of applying a perfume or a body spray to the hair to mask yeah, yeah. the cigarette clean. Or if you like the smell of cigarette smoke, be sure to exhale on your own hair. You can definitely do that, it's too. A, it's a double-edged sword, heavy W. Mm -hmm. Let's switch gears entirely. Okay. We're, we were talking about the niceties of life with perfume. Now we're going to talk about... The niceties <laughs> of another part of life. I want to say it's not supernatural. What are we looking for? The paranormal? Extraterrestrial. Well, here we go. You gave it away. As the deadline nears for the Pentagon's UFO report that's going to be delivered to Congress. It's happening. Oh, it has you, to it happen. It can't be stopped. Otherwise, everybody has to give back their, their first, their, their Trump stimulus check because it was part of that legislation. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Okay. Well, the news cycle is completely amping up about this. Most recently, we have another report coming out of Canada, this time related to its own military. The Canadians are apparently are looking around at each other like, oh, like now we're going to we yeah, talk we, about it? Yeah, we're allowed to talk we about it? We can talk about it? Because they have so many alien stories. Of so many UFO they stories. Do. Think of all the wooded lands there, all of the places sense. for the aliens to hide. It makes sense. Well, evidently, soldiers in Canada have been telling this particular UFO story for 70 years. We've all just been too busy to stop and listen to yeah. this UFO 
tail from up north. But apparently this one involves bright pulsing lights. Many, many stories over 70 years. Over the past 70 years. Yeah, yeah. Bright pulsing lights. Multicolors. Lots of oranges and reds. Okay. Maybe aliens are known for their oranges and reds. I feel like it's part of the only segment of the light spectrum that's visible to them. Oh, that's an interesting theory. Objects moving faster than any jet technology known to man. And then most disturbing have been, with in all of these accounts, how the aliens have completely ignored all the apologies, the attempted apologies made by Canadian military. That's It's rude. That's rude. Apparently, they don't understand Canadian culture at all. Plainly not. And Even though they've been hanging out there for seven decades. If they're not careful, they're going to lose their their direct supply to the maple syrup. Right. And you don't want to do that. No. Why would you risk it? What are you going to do? Just have sausage with no maple syrup? Just have cheap knockoff fake? Oh, don't get me started there. Maple flavored syrup? I just threw up a small amount. Okay. Gross. Um, Speaking of aliens, you're probably thinking New Mexico. Yeah. But something entirely different has happened recently in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Known for its Breaking Bad. Known for Breaking Bad. Background. And more recently known for an event that happened with mayoral candidate Manuel Gonzalez. Okay. He was campaigning and his event was very rudely interrupted okay by aliens kind of okay um gonzalez he's a county sheriff okay and his platform is a a tough on crime makes sense perspective okay now that's something a lot of people support being tough on crime at least until we ourselves get caught <laughs> doing something and they're like hey tough for other people can't but you let's be soft on crime soften up here yeah well it's often those who are caught who stand then to be the most resistant to the tough on crime approach. Uh-huh, sure. um, in truth, though, we don't know if this interruption came from a disgruntled citizen or perhaps suggested that it was instigated by the incumbent, the political opponent oh. of mayoral candidate Gonzalez. In oh, any event, yeah. He's standing on stage as one would. He's answering questions from the crowd, and a drone swoops in towards the stage. So, um, a UFO of sorts. Of sorts. The drone itself, hey, distracting, right? Yeah. But it's not nearly as disruptive as the giant, dark-colored, phallic sex toy (gasps) that is swinging from the bottom of it. Oh my! The secondary UAP UFO, whatever uh-huh. you want to call it. Yes, this is not what you expect at a mayoral yeah. uh, campaigning event if in Albuquerque or anywhere. Yeah, if you're not sure what we're referencing, it begins with the letter D and ends with Ildo. <laughs> okay, thank you for clarifying. Just to make it clear, <laughs> now one man was arrested, and a perhaps instance where we cannot yet identify truly whether he took a swing at the candidate or not as well. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, this man describes himself as a, quote, banjo-playing cowboy hipster. Okay. And he swears that he's not working for either Gonzalez or the incumbent. I don't know. Anyone who self-describes themselves as a hipster is decidedly not a hipster. Well, especially cowboy hipster. That's not even a thing. Well, Anybody that's a cowboy would beat you down, and anybody that's a hipster is not going to allow you to walk by without glaring at you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Take that up with the owner of the drone. Whoever that may be. Yes. Or the Oof. owner of the toy, whoever yeah. that may wow. be. Yeah, that's problematic. I hope it was sanitized. I doubt it was. Okay. Um, switching gears yet again. Something that we definitely know has been in the news. We've talked about it on Awesome Today. We've talked about it. Do you know how often we break the news so far in advance of the news breaking the news that we have two, three times in the aftermath that we're re-referencing what we pointed out to the people? Yes, it happens often, both on our 
Monday and Wednesday shows, but then also on the yeah. Friday shows, we'll talk about a thing. And then like three weeks later, oh, here it is in the New York Times. I mean, I'm not throwing my shoulder out of joint to pat myself on the back, but yeah. I could. Well, maybe I, I should. Maybe you should. Don't throw your shoulder out. Okay. You, you got to cook dinner later. It's true. <laughs> Uh, but truly, everyone is all abuzz. See what I did here about the emerging cicada, Cicada Brood X, right? Yep. Uh, Not pornographic X. No. Just, it's just the... Roman numeral, I think. Right. Here's the thing. A lot of people are recognizing, remembering, discovering that cicadas can be a culinary delight. We've talked about this. Now, as odd as that may seem to some, it is prolific enough that here comes the FDA to be a spoil sport, yep. ruin everybody's yep. cicada fun. Hold on just a minute. Yep. That's how they talk, too. If you've ever heard the FDA. I do feel like they roll into town and they have that exact tone of voice. Yeah. They want you to know that cicadas are closely related to shrimp and lobster. Now, remember, we have done, we've talked about this. There are many recipes for cicadas that are actually traditionally, you might recognize them as shrimp and lobster recipes, but you can sub in these cicadas. Well, mm -hmm. according to the FDA, cicadas are in fact so closely related to shrimp and lobster that if you do have a seafood allergy, it can also be triggered by eating cicadas. So watch yourself. Be careful out there. The other day, AJ was shocked and horrified and wanted to show us a TikTok she found of somebody actually preparing and eating the cicadas. And yeah. we were like, yeah, we know. We've been yeah. trying to tell the people. We were so far past knowing we've given up our resistance. And if we found a restaurant that had them, we'd try them. They're, they're packed with protein. That's true. And that was even pointed out in the research article. Was it really? Yeah. It's evidently that's such a selling point yeah. that they had to present it in the fashion of, hey, look, I know they're packed with protein, but if you're allergic to shellfish, don't do it. They had to make that clear for all the keto heads out there. Evidently. The keto the keto community, anything that's packed with protein, they're going to glom onto it. It's true. It's true. Okay. What else is going on? Um, so, again... Things referenced in the past, mm -hmm. but the more recent past. At the, at the, earlier in the episode, we discussed the robotic manicure. <laughs> just a few minutes ago, past. Yeah, just okay. a few minutes ago. If you want to, I'll pause. If you want to go back to that, <laughs> I'll be waiting. Um, the robot manicure as a means of recovering those stolen minutes of your life. That isn't the only contribution in recent weeks that is newly available to the promotion of the matriarchy. That's right, because men aren't that concerned about the, the manicure. This is one of my favorite news stories that you found. If you were just kind of like barely listening as you went about your work, maybe you're cleaning house, maybe you're cleaning out your car, whatever. Yeah, stop what you're doing. Dial in for this, because this is really something. How would you feel, matriarchal woman? How would you feel about speeding up restroom use with the first ever urinal for women. I, I'm like 50-50 on this. I definitely do understand that if you find yourself ever needing to use the restroom in a, in a context where there's a lot of other women, mm -hmm. you're going to have to wait in line. Yeah. Whether it's at right after church, whether you're at a concert, a festival, whatever, the movies just let out, the line at the ladies' room is What if it's long. intermission? You're trying to make it back in time for the start of the second act, especially or the yes. third act. But I'm I'm a little terrified at the thought of a urinal. Well, it is a thing, and designers Amber Probin and Hazel McShane, they were sick and tired of the amount of time wasted using the toilet, especially when adding in the wait time, like you mentioned, and from their perspective, when attending festivals. Mm -hmm. Evidently, they're avid festival attenders. Well, yeah. This was their inspiration, and they insist that the women's urinal is six times more efficient than the traditional toilet. Now, there's a lot of caveats here. There's a lot of fancy marketing wordplay that's going on that I feel like is a little deceptive. One is that at least part of this calculation has to do with the fact that they were able to, it's not just a single urinal. They have like a urinal pod, a urinal yeah. pagoda. 
It is like a pagoda. Yeah. I I spent a long time looking at this news article because it does come with pictures. I will try to post it and share it for our community. The concept is like, like you said, there's like a pod and there's six urinals in a circular fashion. Yeah. Everything's outwards. Everything's a triangle. Yeah. You go in, you, you enter in, there's like a wall that kind of covers your lady bits from outside view. Right. Um, but there's no, there's no actual door. No door. door. Mm -mm. It's just a thing. Yeah. Um, also, so the way it's created, you're going to have to, like, your upper part of your body is visible, yeah. which women are not used to. Now we've Right. When you walk in, if you're standing up, waist up, you're visible. Yes. Exactly. In our Awesome Today days, you and I had an in-depth conversation about men's restrooms. I was shocked, horrified. I'm still appalled. I'm still clutching my pearls over the fact that men's restrooms often have no privacy. Mm-hmm. Available, whether you're at the urinal or in the stall, trying to have a nice, relaxing poop situation, there's I no door. I only ever have aggressive <laughs> trying to win a competition poops, so I have no idea what you're talking about. It doesn't about. matter if you're aggressive or passive about it. There's no privacy in there. Women are very accustomed to a certain modicum of privacy in a public restroom situation. It's but these unfairly true, yes. This, this is like, nope, from the waist up. Waste up, you're visible. And the way this is designed, that means you may or may not have your back towards the waiting crowd, but minimally, you're going to have eyes on the five other, with mild head rotation or just eye tilting, you'll have eyes on the five other occupants. Yep. And see them from minimally mid-chest up. Mm-hmm. Call it boob height up. All right. That's that fine. mid-chest enough? That works for me. Okay. Now, also... They've spruced up the image of this by calling it hands-free. Now, I don't know what the hell you do with your hands in the bathroom, um, but I've never sat on a toilet and <laughs> required my hands to get my business done. So I don't know where they're going with that. Um, in reality, it was fancy language around the fact that basically it's like a, it's like a, a prettied up bucket that you'd squat over. I read the article. The The concept here is looking at why does it take women so long to use yeah. the restroom? Okay. Yeah. And, and I applaud, I applaud the fact that they've recognized an adjutant. They have a desire for something different. They've made an effort towards it. Yeah. But well, this current design, I don't think the hearts and minds are, are won over with this. Yeah. Well, here to go back to the squatting thing, the reason it takes women so long to use the restroom, according to hovering. Yeah, quantifiable research. First of all, sometimes we got to take care of our period business. That takes a little bit longer than just peeing. I blacked out. I have no idea if you just said something or not. Okay. You spoke words that the the men of the world can't hear. But secondly, women will either hover or they will take the time to lay down toilet paper onto the seat. I can hear seat. that. I can hear that. I am personally very familiar with laying down the, the six-ply cushion. Have you done that in a men's public restroom? Um, believe it or not, I've done it in a women's restroom. <laughs> okay. Well, they're basically saying, look, at these urinal setups, you don't, there's no toilet paper basically to lay down. You just squat. It, it, women just apparently you're okay with squatting. Two women designed this, by the way, two mm -hmm. women from the UK designed this. Just squat and it's just going to take a lot less time. I, I think they've made it, in fairness to them, yeah. they have made it more more hover complimentary. Oh, it is. They've, it's, they've dropped yes. the height down. Yeah. It's built for squatting. Yeah. Unlike the traditional toilet, this, yeah. this urinal situation is built for squatting over. I am going to have to put the geometry. The geometry yeah. is right. This is that. not as, this is not a toilet in the traditional sense of the word. You'll just have to see pictures to yeah. understand it. Uh, honestly, if you were not visible, in any way, and they didn't use language like hands-free, I think their strides closer to having a solution. One caveat. Today, I'm wearing one of my favorite summertime outfits, and that's a jumpsuit, mm -hmm. sleeveless. Pockets? Got pockets. And uh, to go to the bathroom, got to take the whole top part down, pull it down to go to the bathroom. So that feels uncomfortable if you're at a festival, right. you're wearing a one-piece situation, 
you got to be naked from the top down to go to the bathroom. That would be weird. It's uncomfortable for everyone. If they really wanted to accommodate, walk with me here. Jumpsuit comes down from the top, all that. Maybe, along with having a wall height sufficient to cover everything, and maybe a ceiling, God forbid, the extra material cost. But maybe they could put like a bungee cord with an alligator clip off the wall that you could clip onto the front of your pulled down top so it doesn't fall down in the turlet or onto <laughs> the floor. And then they're then they're onto something. Yeah, I guess that could I'm be. I'm patenting that. Yeah. Anybody else stop it. I'm patenting all it. All right, all right. Well, okay. Um, here's a new story that made me reconsider and reappreciate an animal that I actually feel like I want to pass out if I think about too much. Okay. The are you, dog? Are you prepared for this? No. I love dogs. I love dogs. I'm not talking about dogs, though. I hate dogs. I love dogs. No. Dogs are dogs. love dogs. Dogs love you. Dogs love me in a very uncomfortable way. And not in a leg humpy way. No. I mean, some do. Leg humpers, they love everyone that way. Yes, right. The Mississippi leg hound. All right. Well, animals in general are interesting. Of course, if you have a sense of curiosity about yourself, you know that different countries, mm-hmm. besides cultures, your, countries, yeah, all yeah. that, that's all fascinating. So what could be more interesting than animals in different countries? You know what I mean? It's like the trifecta of two, the bifecta. Bifecta. Well, Cambodians, Cambodia, Cambodians have yeah. recently celebrated the retirement of Magawa. Magawa has spent the past five years of his seven year long life. Okay. Yeah. Five out of seven years. Yeah. Listen to this. Clearing That's like over five percent. <laughs> That's good maths. No. Yes, it is over five percent. Well, it's over five percent. I didn't speak inaccurately. Okay. Don't be critical of me. I sometimes me make math jokes, okay? It, it took me a minute. All right. You do like to five make, of seven. Your favorite jokes are math jokes. Um sometimes. He spent five of his seven years on this planet clearing landmines. Yeah. Blowing up the things that could blow up and kill you. He's he's finding them. He's he has located ninety-nine of these things. It's a dangerous job. It would make you sad to think about a dog losing his life to such a job, but apparently Cambodians would think the same way because Magawa is not a dog. He is in fact a rat. A rat. An actual rat. A dirty disgusting rat. It's gross. I hate rats. I mean, I hate mice. I literally, literally cannot bear the thought of a mouse. But then to- Listen, a rat is just a cat with no hair on its tail. I I hate everything. I don't mean that to disparage. Disparage? 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 Disparate? Okay. Well- That parrot. The good good thing to know about (laughs) Magawat, he is retiring- from finding the the landmine. Yeah, at 99, why didn't they let him get to 100? I know, right? (laughs) Just one more. Come on. One more landmine. Come on, guys. But he's retiring, but he is going to be continue on in his work as a trainer of other rats. Now, this reminds me that in this past week, one of our twins, Mac, uh, saw on the YouTubes somebody covering the story of Pizza Rat. Do you know, you remember this viral video? I don't. This happened years and years ago, 2012 range, let's say. Somebody caught on film in the New York subway a rat who'd found himself a piece of pizza, a full-on piece of pizza, and was dragging it down the steps of the, Mm. the, to go down into the subway. And, And Mac insisted that I show him the original footage of pizza rat. We found it. We watched it. And he was like, the rat has pizza. He was delighted. And I wanted to absolutely die. I don't like any part of that. I'm going to edit it out in my brain. Um, Speaking of pizza, our kids love pizza. We like pizza. You, in fact, just ate pizza for lunch today. On this very day, I did. Everyone likes pizza. Yes. Thank you, Italy, for your wonderful contribution to the world. Grazie. And though it has taken hundreds of years, you're still not done with the pizza innovations. Well, several weeks ago, in Rome's Nomentano district, was the arrival of the Mr. Pizza Go machine. A machine, you say? It is, for all intents and purposes. It's a pizza vending machine. What on this earth? A pizza vending machine. You can choose from one of four varieties. Now, I don't know 
this all this all sounds so fantastical. I can only imagine that they have one or more little people inside actually putting things together because it seems like it's it's not just like we have a bunch of pizzas made and you push a button and it heats them up. Okay. You actually select and it chooses from ingredients available and patches it all together and makes a pizza and it does it in three minutes. What? How though? Now they would claim, here's, here's a little, again, for those of you who are mathematically, I wouldn't even just say inclined or inspired, but like anytime you, you hear or read numbers, you can't help but test the, the source. Yeah. They've said three minutes to produce a pizza and then they turn around and claim 900 small pizzas a day. Holy smokes. That's a lot of pizza. Well, if you do the math, this doesn't add up. Okay. If you do the math, it would indicate that they have to be capable of producing two pizzas at a time. Oh. Because I think the number is like, if you were to say just back to back to back, no downtime, mm. three minutes per pizza, I think it's like 480 pizzas a day would oh. be max. Okay. So to get to 900, yeah. one, you have to allow for some downtime. Sure. It's got to robotically reset itself or something, mm. right? It's yeah. got to give you time as the lazy human to get the pizza out of the way. Right. It's got to be making two at a time or capable of it. Now, the only um, – um, 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 I lost my place. Where are we? There we are. It's uh, – maybe maybe it can make 900. Maybe it can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I am I do like math, but I'm not the pizza police. <laughs> okay. So I'm not, I'm not trying to can, you know, get anybody arrested here. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, not a small number of people on the social medias are mocking. <gasps> people on social media are mocking they a are, thing? They are. They have changed their ways from the normally accepting inclusion culture yes. of the interwebs. And they're mocking this. And they're saying, look here, this, you're supposed to be the home of the wood fire cooked pizza yes. and now you're now you're doing this right it, it's it's blasphemy right and they're not wrong but they're not right again referencing back things that we've covered in the past it wasn't that long ago that there was a similar public outcry made over the compromises in the gelato business. Really? You recall this. Oh, I do remember. You recall this. Like a, like a speedier approach to gelato. A different, cheaper ingredients. Yes, that's what content it was. and the yeah, 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 yeah. of it all. Like there was going to be legislation over it, I there, feel like. Yes, there was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So really what I'm able to pull together here is plainly Italy has not yet had enough experience with McDonald's to know how bad things can get when you perpetually compromise quality in the name of speed and fiscal savings. So may we all pray for Italy. Pray for Italy. I could eat some McDonald's fries right now. I'm not going to lie. The fries, yes. (laughs) Even better if they're fried in tallow. Even if you're from India and you hate that idea. There was a lawsuit over that. Hey, what about this? What about this? We're looking at a piece of mail. This is from our lives. It may or may not be interesting to the media sources. I don't care. That's why I pick the articles I do. Um, <laughs> but no, this came in the mail today. We've got the, the what is that? Babel. The Babel six, app. Six by 11 um, ply, triple ply, you know, it's, printed it's advertising mail out, card yes. mail out. Mm-hmm. For Babel, B-A-B-B-E-L, yeah. which is a foreign language learning app. Yes. Now, I remember, I have a special soft spot in my heart for Babbel. I remember a couple years back, not that long ago, a couple years back, um, a desire that we all shared in our family to begin studying Espanol. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it. Yes, what the Espanol. That's what Spanish speakers call it, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're Spanish speakers. <laughs> Barely. Un poquito. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I remember it because we had the choice at the time. One, we were, you and I being a little older, we're a little bit slower to embrace the app universe. Here this was. and But then everybody of our generation knew who Rosetta Stone was. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we were mildly torn except that the Babbel app was free. Yeah. Free or super cheap, like a couple bucks. And Rosetta Stone was like, give me all your money. Mm -hmm. This is a stick up. And 
we used the Babel app for a while. And if I recall, they had a tremendous fixation on making sure that you knew how to ask for pan. Yes. Or bread. Bread. And manzanas. Yeah. Apples. Evidently in Hispanic or Spanish speaking cultures, rather, um, apples and bread are a big damn thing. In any event, I, I was appreciative of the fact that here's somebody at the time with a new business. Yeah. And they've stuck with it. They didn't rely on some weird oddity of, of humanity to make a dollar in a fast minute and then forsake their project. Um, they've, they've grown yes. and they are quite prolific. And I, I, I just, I feel very congratulatory towards these people. I don't know to say, man, you, you had an idea. You built a business model. You persisted. You've grown. You you have this, and now you're sending you're sending antiquated paper mail to my mailbox about it, and I'm not even angry about it. As opposed to the three credit card applications well, that yes. came alongside this, which I'll I'll never now out of principle well, participate in any of those companies. Certainly, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It just hit me. Do you have things that you find that you just you're appreciative of something you see? I mean, I probably only appreciate it because I'm an entrepreneur and I myself have fought through some things to get a business going. Yes. So good for them. Yeah. If I hadn't already succumbed to the lifetime membership to other language systems, I would buy their thing. That's right. Just by being reminded of it from this mailer. Well. Have an awesome today, would you? Oh my goodness. I beat you. You didn't I to lead me into gonna it. I was going to do a whole thing where I, I was know. like, it's Wednesday. We, there's a great week ahead. Celebrate. I was going to mention the strawberry yeah, shortcake again. But you Drink some to, bourbon. Dip your strawberries in it. The patriarchy tried to shut me down again. The matriarchy so oppressive. I just had an outburst. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess you, Tyler, you told me. Yeah, do what I already said. Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.